Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. In today's episode, we are talking about vocabulary and inner dialogue. We go over why it's so important to have positive, uplifting vocabulary, being conscious and aware of how things are being said and what is being said and how that can have an impact on our emotional state. We go over our self-talk and why it's so important to realize and be aware and choose our thoughts because that again will impact how we feel and our actions and our results. So please focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Today we are going to talk about the impact that vocabulary has on our inner and outer life and why it is so important to hold yourself accountable. Vocabulary is so much more powerful than we think. It just gets slid under the radar that we're not really conscious and aware of the type of vocabulary we use and we're not I don't think we're fully aware of the power behind it and the impact it can bring in our lives. Vocabulary is how we express our emotions and what we're feeling. So in turn, the vocabulary that we use and vocalize can have an effect on the way we feel, even if we didn't initially feel a certain way to begin with. You can look back on any scenario and notice the difference on how you felt in a conversation or altercation where there was positive vocabulary and where there was negative vocabulary. So again, I, I can think of my own personal examples. Anytime I'm, I'm in an uplifting conversation, I'm, I'm, I'm using uh, impactful, positive words. And in turn, that changes my emotional state. I'm feeling more empowered. I'm feeling more positive when I'm using these words rather than talking about uh, negativity or using down and, and negative words. It has an impact on, on our emotional state. And because of this, we, we have to watch what we say to others and watch how what vocabulary and what words we're using in our day-to-day lives, in our day-to-day conversations. It's not only going to impact how we feel, but through the act of mirror neurons, the person we're communicating with will mirror the, this type of vocabulary and in turn feel the same emotions that we're feeling. So... I've, I've noticed this in my, in my own life, in my day-to-day life, coming home from work or whether it be Jess or myself, uh, we, one, one or the other could be in a great mood and the other person comes home and starts using this negative vocabulary and, and these negative words and, and that brings on negative energy and a low vibration and all of a sudden, let's say Jess was in a good mood and I'm using this, this vocabulary now all of a sudden it starts to bring her down. I, I can I can see in real time she's cheery and in a good mood. And if something's off with me and I'm using this bad vocabulary, it's affecting my emotions. I literally see a change and shift within a couple minutes that she went from a nice high, she went from a nice glow, good energy going on, and now all of a sh- sudden she's on my level. Uh, she, she's right where I am, right in the, the negative emotions. And I can see it in real time. And I, I've seen that through, uh, through my work life. Uh, I have to be very aware because I work in the trades and the trades isn't always the most loving atmosphere and positive atmosere. There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of 
there's a lot of hostility. There's, you know, there's timelines, things go wrong. And there's a lot of people who don't have this self-awareness in the trades to say the least. So I have to be very cautious on how I present myself. And I have to be aware that their vocabulary can't bring me down. And I'm very cautious of trying to use uplifting vocabulary so that my emotional state stays at a good level so that in turn, the guys working under me or working for me or working with me are not going to be impacted by me and I can do my best to show up in a certain way. So along with vocabulary, we also have to watch the tonality we use. Um, I experience and am so much more receptive to hear a point when there is more gentle, loving tone being expressed through that vocabulary. The same words can be said, but having a different tone can make a world of difference. So again, I, I notice this the most when, when Jess and I are, are having some sort of conflict or trying to resolve something. And if she brings that up through a, a, a negative tone or it's even leading without love or leading without that gentleness, I'm a very sensitive person, I've come to realize. Um, whether that that's from my upbringing or whatever, but I'm sensitive to that kind of stuff and it affects me. But if, if something I'm doing wrong or something I need to improve on is brought up in a gentle and caring way, I am going to be so much more receptive to listening to that in that gentle form with that love rather than, Hey, you're doing this. Uh, I, I don't like when you do this and it's, it's more out of, you know, you need to fix this or you you're, you're doing this wrong. The tone makes a world of difference. So the tone mixed with the vocabulary mixed with the words we're using has a massive impact. So, and with tone comes body language, our engagement, our ability to be present and fully engaged. If we're saying something, and, and not fully in it, not fully attentive, then it's, it's not being communicated. It's not being portrayed like it's something meaningful. So we're not, again, we're not, we're not going to be fully receptive to hearing it if we know the other person's not fully engaged. And, and along with that, I've even noticed this having conversations with friends or family. If someone's, if, if I'm telling a story or I'm telling an exciting, <laughs> exciting news that I'm passionate about and and I notice that they're not present. I can feel that. I can see when they're not present, when they're not listening, how their body language is. So along with talking and expressing with body language and with tonality, when we listen and we're, we're, we're taking something in, it's very important to, to be in the conversation, be present, be fully engaged, whether you're the one vocalizing or whether you're the one listening. So that's something that, that I've found has made a massive difference. So the words we use, the vocabulary we use, is it powerful? Is it uplifting? Uh, the tonality, how are we coming across? You know, are we, are we coming across, hey, you know, this is, you, you really, you really piss me off when you do this. You need to work on this. I'm never, I'm never going to be receptive to that. I'm going to shut that down. I'm not even going to absorb that. I'm not going to take that in. I'm going to completely shut myself out to that. Whereas, hey, Joel, you know, sometimes you do this, it really hurts my feelings and it really bothers me. I would really appreciate if we could work on this together. Is there any way that I can help you through this so that you, so that we can make an improvement together? I will be 10 times out of 10 receptive to listening to that. 
So the tonality, the engagement, the types of words we're using, we have to be cautious of that. It's going to help us out in every situation, in business, in life, in relationships, in friendships, everything, every encounter we have, it makes an impact. So there's so much power behind positive words, compliments, and positivity. Positivity and optimism are what will keep you elevated at a high vibrational energy level. It is what we can get out of a, it's how we get out of a hole and can release us from that victim mentality. So the power behind positivity, it's so easy after negative circumstances happen in our life to just get flooded by negative self-talk, by negative vocabulary, whether it's in our own head or we're talking about it vocally to someone. So the following are common circumstances that normally bring negative, negative low vibrational energy levels. So usually gossiping, when we're talking gossip about other people, bad things about other people behind their backs. I, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect. I've, I've partaken in gossip before. I've seen other people gossip before. And personally, every time I leave a situation where someone's bad talking someone or gossiping, even if it's not me saying it, again, through those mirror neurons, someone else is bitching to me about someone or gossiping. I'm leaving that conversation low. I'm leaving that conversation heavy. I don't feel energized. I don't feel positive at all. I don't feel like I want to be productive. I'm leaving that situation low because gossip, talking about other people using that negative vocabulary is going to bring you down to that low vibrational energy level. So encountering a setback or failure is another, another common one. If we, if we have a failure, if we have a setback, the instant flood of negative self-talk again is going to try and come into our brains and try and come into our minds and take us over. And then usually if it's in our head, we're going to come home and express that to our loved ones or we're going to want to talk about that to other people, which is good to talk about it. But if we only dwell in it and we only dig that hole of that negative vocabulary and we don't end that conversation by using positive vocabulary, we're going to dig that hole. So yes, if we have a failure or setback, we should talk about it. But then we should also talk how we're going to get out and how we're going to get past that failure. Let's not dwell in that low low negative vocabulary environment. So same thing after, after a hard day, if we're encountered with stress, if we're having low self-esteem, if we encounter disappointment, if we have expectations not being met, and when we're not motivated, all this negative vocabulary is going to want to flood our brains. And if we're not aware, it's going to overtake our brains and it's going to run us. And it's always going to be in our head. If we don't make the changes to replace it with that positivity, use that positive tonality, have a game plan of how to get out, how to transition from these negative thoughts into positive thoughts, we are going to dig ourselves a hole. And without this awareness piece, that's why, that's why it's so easy to fall into these negative slumps because we don't have the awareness that our brain is bringing these negative self-talk after these environments. So when experiencing these negative circumstances, we need to be aware that our natural tendency will be to use this negative language, either in our own heads or to other individuals. If we work on becoming aware of this, we can immediately improve our emotional state by the vocabulary we use, whether it's vocally or internal dialogue through our thoughts. 
This takes a lot of practice and awareness, like I said, but literally anyone can do it. And it's amazing what it will do. It, it can change our state once we change this vocabulary, once we change these words going on, these thoughts in our heads. So let's remember that formula. Circumstance, a circumstance in our life will lead us to having thoughts. Those thoughts will, will direct how we feel. So it'll change how we feel. It'll, it'll affect our emotional state. Those feelings will affect how we act, what actions we take. You know, if we're feeling down, if we're feeling low, we're probably not going to be taking the right actions. And then the lack of actions or those actions will drive our results. So if we don't control or observe our thoughts following a negative circumstance, we will keep creating the same negativity in our lives. And that's where the hole can get deeper and deeper and we can just get buried and buried and buried in this negativity and low, low states. And that's where the mental... The mental illnesses creep in because it becomes a habit. This is what we're always thinking now. So the best way to change this is by redirecting these negative thoughts and vocabulary, especially the self-talk, that little voice in your head following these negative circumstances or following these negative uh, interactions where there might be gossip or there might be a lot of negative vocabulary going on. We need to exit those situations and instantly change our thought pattern change what our thoughts are doing. So how do we improve this self-talk? How do we, how do we replace this negativity and, and make sure we, we, we swap that to something more positive? So the best way in my eyes is, is practice in the easy and good times because when we're faced with this adversity, when we're faced with these circumstances, it's going to be so much more difficult to, to do in, in, in the real time example. So we need to practice when we're in a good state, we need to, we need to create habits around getting used to changing our thoughts when it's, when it's something little, when it's something mundane. So I kind of have these four steps to follow. So step one, obviously being awareness. So listening to this podcast is bringing you awareness on the situation. So now you're aware that it's easy to stay in those negative uh, self-talk environments. So now this awareness being, being taught to you, um, will, will, will help you have that edge. Now, now you'll be aware that when you leave these altercations, Oh shit, my, you know, wow, there's my thoughts. Okay. They're really negative. Okay. They're really, they're really heavy that they're making me feel this way. So having the awareness is step one. Step two, be open-minded. Believe that improving your self-talk will improve your life. So open-minded to just making this shift, knowing that making this shift is going to make your life better. So have that open-minded mindset of, okay, I, need, I really need to work on this if I want to be proactive in eliminating this negativity in my life, be proactive in improving my mental health. So be open-minded that making these little shifts will better your life because that's going to want to make you do them more often and actually take enough action to turn them into a habit. So changing your thought process is a habit and the more it's practiced, the more natural it comes. So step three, be consistent with your efforts until redirecting this negative self-talk becomes a habit, like I just said. So the habits, once we create the habits, 
that habits like auto programming, it's, it does it for us. So we need to do it enough. We need to practice enough that we don't even need to have as much awareness on it because, because awareness takes effort. We have awareness takes energy. Uh, it's something that we're not used to. So that's going to take up our energy. But if we can turn it into a habit, I'm at the point where myself, I, I can catch myself having this negative self-talk and I can redirect it right away, but I don't have to think about it anymore because I've turned it into a habit. So taking enough action that it turns into a habit is that step three. Step four, prepare before faced with a negative circumstance. So as I mentioned before, that practice before you're actually dealt with a negative situation. So an example is, what is something you do every day at the same time that can trigger you to practice positive self-talk? So again, uh, what's something you do every single day, every single morning? It could be brushing your teeth, hopefully, uh, or taking a shower or eating breakfast. So something you do every single day. Now, just this will help you practice the awareness part. So let's say you brush your teeth every morning. So to get started, you could write a sticky note and place it on your mirror, something that you'll see every day that you brush your teeth. Now, when brushing your teeth, you can just put oh, self-talk awareness on the sticky pad. And then when you're brushing your teeth, just practice instead because your thoughts in the morning are usually aimlessly wandering around. It could be, oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to go to work. I can't believe it's already the morning. Whatever your self-talk in your head might be. And now just seeing that sticky note is going to bring that awareness to you. It's not a habit yet, so you need the sticky note. And now you can you can replace whatever's happening in your mind to oh, today's going to be an amazing day. I'm feeling great today. I'm going to choose to have an amazing day. I'm going to be consciously aware of what I say to others. And I'm going to, I'm going to have positive interactions with my coworkers and I'm going to do my best to have a great day. It can be anything like that. You could just something positive, use good vocabulary. It could even be, oh, you look amazing today. Even, you know, just practice. You, you look amazing today. Use good words. I'm intelligent. You're, you're so intelligent. Whatever it may be, just use something positive and use that sticky note as a guide and try to do that a few, a few times throughout the day. So again, try morning, noon-ish and night. So if you have a lunch, put that sticky in your lunchbox and your lunch kit. So you're reminded again now at lunch, uh, same thing. Pump your pump your mind with positivity. Change whatever's happening in your mind with these sticky notes, and replace whatever might be floating around in your head, that self talk in your head, with new positive self talk. Now, doing this every day is going to slowly work into this practice of uh, realizing that we can have control on our thoughts. We can change our thoughts. We can actually choose what thoughts we have. It's actually just a practice and it can turn into a habit. So the more and more and more we do it, the better we can technically feel because our circumstance will drive the thoughts we have and the thoughts we have will will, will dictate how we feel, our emotions, and how we feel is going gonna, is gonna to dictate our actions and our actions are what's going to drive our results. So if we want different results, if we want to feel different ways, what we have to learn to do is change our thoughts. 
And the beauty of it all is we can choose our thoughts. It's just a practice. So using these little sticky notes and having that awareness, being aware of our conversations we're having throughout the day. Are we having negative conversations at work? Are we having negative conversations at home? And now that you have the awareness, you can you have the power to choose your thoughts. It's, it's a practice. But yes, have that awareness. Have your awareness. Who do you normally have conversations with? Are they always negative when you're talking to so-and-so? And if they are, maybe maybe choose to have less conversations with that person. Start to have more conversations with people that talk about positivity, that talk about good things. And, ta- and do your part in it as well. Take your part. Either exit the conversation if it's super negative or do your part and try and turn it into something positive. So I'll give some examples of my self-talk examples and how it helps me get through difficult circumstances, difficult or or challenging. And I'll start right from in the morning, uh, getting out of bed. Getting out of bed is something that I think is probably difficult for everyone. You know, we've been we've been off for seven, eight hours. We're in a vulnerable position. We're all curled up. You know, we're cold and cozy. It's tough to leave those situations for anyone, Um, but it gets a hell of a lot easier for myself anyways when I have self-talk and I control my thoughts. So before I would wake up in the morning and like I mentioned, my, my brain, my head would just get flooded with, oh my God, it's so early. I can't believe it's already morning. Oh my goodness, I didn't get enough sleep. Uh, I didn't get seven, seven and a half hours whatever it may be, I don't want to go to work this morning. And that's what would flood my head without control. I had no control over my thoughts. They just, they just ran uh, aimlessly. They, they, they ran the program for me, even though it wasn't benefiting me until I really, I had this awareness. And now I choose to have thoughts of, all right, we're going to get up. We're going to have an amazing day. I'm going to be productive. I'm going to go get some work done in my room. And I just flood my head with, you know, this is the, if I get up now, I can do more. How, how am I going to get different results by doing more? How am I going to create my vision, create my goals by doing more, by getting up now, by not sleeping? And I, that's, the, that's what I say in my head. If I want to succeed, I will get up now. And I've just changed my self-talk in my head. And that helps me get out of bed. Like it's, it's, it's way easier, you know? And then all of a sudden I'm driven to have a great successful day. I'm not flooded with negativity. I change my thoughts. I have control of my thoughts right in the morning, right when I wake up. So that's, I think that's a difficult one for almost everyone is waking up. So that's one to really try or try and put that sticky note on your alarm right when you have to see it in the morning or right when you have to shut it off. If you're a person who normally hits snooze, whether it be on your phone or alarm, have a sticky that you can't avoid when you're going to press snooze and you see that whether it's just a note that says positive self-talk or choose your thoughts and now have that awareness and practice it. It might not work at, at the start. It took, me a, it took me a while to turn this into a habit and to turn it into a machine that works for me. It's not going to be some magic trick that you try once it didn't work. Okay, let's quit. Never quit. Never quit on anything. If you decide not to quit, you will get results. So don't try this once and if it doesn't work, give up. Try this until it works and then keep doing it and I promise you it will work. Do not give up. 
So another one is when I'm faced with setbacks or failures. I used to, you know, I used to dwell in that low time, in that low that low mood and I would notice my vocabulary in my head again, that self-talk, oh man, how is this happening? This is so shitty. I can't believe it. That was the thing I would always tell myself. I can't believe it. Well, guess what? It happened. Believe it. (laughs) That's what I tell myself now. I could never believe it. And I would sit in that I can't believe it state for so long. And and now that I'm just, once it happens, if, if, I, if I notice, because I have that awareness, if I notice myself saying, I can't believe it, I pick up on that and it's a trigger. I can't believe it. And I say, well, believe it because it happened. Now, what are you going to do about it? And then I say, and then I bring in solutions, positive solutions, how I'm going to get out of this setback or failure. And, and that alone just leaves my downtime sitting in that hole for way less. I'm not digging the hole deeper. I've sunken down a bit. I'm there and now it's time to climb back out. And that's all done through this self-talk and through the type of vocabulary I use. I don't use a vocabulary in my mind. Oh my God, you failed at this. Now what are you going to do? You're so stupid. And I don't get flooded with that. I say, okay, shit, this happened. That sucks. What am I going to do? Well, you're intelligent enough to do this. You've done this before, so you can do it. Um, Thinking of possibilities just to get out of there and use that positive vocabulary will prevent you from digging that hole deeper. So same thing in confrontational situations, Um, doing difficult mental or physical tasks where immediate consequences are pain and struggle, but long-term consequences are positive. So this can be, for my personal examples, are having renters, rental properties, saving or investing money. Um, the start of changing my nutrition, changing my taste buds, going to the gym. Um, these all include immediate, not necessarily consequences, but a bit more struggle in the immediate time. But what I'm able to see through vocabulary and not giving into the immediate, oh, this is difficult. You know, these reps at the gym are hard. This hurts my muscles. This is more work than I need to do. Or these renters are a pain in the ass. Or I could be spending my money on these fun things, but instead I'm saving and investing it. All those things aren't necessarily super enjoyable in the moment, but because of my self-talk and because of my vocabulary and because of my awareness, I'm able to say, say for instance, at the gym, when I'm going through a hard set, I say, oh, like it pumps me up the struggle because I know the more I struggle, the more I'm going to grow. And I'm able to see that. And I tell myself in my head, I say, get one more rep. You can get one more rep. How are you going to do amazing things in life? If you can't get one more rep, how are you going to grow? If you can't get one more rep or renters, when there's something, when there's something bad happens an appliance breaks down or there's a flood, I've had floods in, in my house before and it's shitty. But the longer I sit in that and that vocabulary, if I let that take over, Oh my God, why am I doing this? This is such a hassle. This isn't worth it. Then that's when you quit. The vocabulary is what's going to dictate whether you push through or whether you quit. And when I use positive vocabulary, it helps me push through. It uplifts me in those moments, in those difficult times to see the brighter future, to see that it's going to be worth it. But without that talk, without that self-talk, without that positive self-talk, It's so hard and it's so easy to quit. So there's so much power behind this vocabulary and behind the self-talk. 
So there's another section that I, I believe in holding myself accountable to my word. I believe that my word to myself is worth so much. Do you frequently find yourself brushing your word off? Does the fact that you didn't do something you said, does that get brushed under the rug? Although this self-avoidance might not seem like a big deal in the moment, it can t- if continually repeated, it can turn into a crippling habit. I've come to find that our efforts and our actions and habits compound over time. So for me, being faithful, as faithful as possible to my word means so much. The more I follow through, the faster I get results. I've come to realize that not holding ourselves accountable to our word affects every area of our life. It affects our relationships, our wealth, our health, our mental health, our spiritual relationships. So it has so much impact. If we can hold ourselves accountable to our word and do the things we say we're going to do, not only do we feel better about ourselves, not only do we build more confidence with ourselves, but we actually believe in ourselves, and that belief in ourselves is going to help us attain new results, achieve goals. So how do we be more accountable to ourselves and how do we keep our word to ourselves? I have seven kind of little steps here. So for one, start small and be reasonable knowing your current situation. So, you know, like I said, with these post-it notes, start small by having awareness on our self-talk and, and also start small with your word, holding yourself accountable. Don't say, oh yeah, I'm going to go to the gym six times a week, knowing that you don't even go to the gym one time a week. Start small, tell yourself you're going to do something, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sweep the house tonight. I'm going to clean the counters tonight. And start with that and just start building that relationship to your word. Start building that self-accountability step by step and evolve it. So number two, find a way to keep track or evaluate yourself. Because again, you want to reward yourself or keep track, keep track so you know if you're doing something good or something wrong. If you're not keeping track, then you have no idea if you're doing better or worse or if you're improving. So for me, I use a big calendar and I write, in, I, I vocalize in my head um, what I want to do. What's my, you know, I'm going to go to the gym five times a week. I'm going to do this thing this week. I'm going to hang out with Jess this night. I, I, I write it out. So everything I want to do, I get it out of my head because when, when it's living in our head, it's so easy to forget about. So let's get it out. Get it out on paper. Whether you write it on in your journal, whether you write it on a piece of paper. For me, I write it on my calendar and I fill in the dates that I actually want to do this. So now holding myself accountable is a lot more easy because it's not forgotten in my head. Every morning I look at my calendar. Every day I get home from work, I look at the calendar. What do I need to do? What did I tell myself that I'm going to do today? And then I follow through on it. So learn to track and evaluate yourself. Number three, learn to hate excuses. Usually the excuses are floating in your head, giving you all the reasons not to do your task. I hate excuses. Excuses are bullshit. They get you nothing. Do not give in to the excuses. Again, this is a habit that takes time. When you And, and the awareness is going to help you Uh, say no to those excuses because a lot of the time we don't even have awareness that our thoughts, our thoughts are in the back of our head. And if we don't have awareness on our thoughts, those excuses are going to flood 
and take over what type of thoughts we're having. And they're just going to give you every reason why you should not be doing something. So if we have the awareness on that, hey, these are just these are bullshit excuses floating in my head. These thoughts are all shitty excuses. Learn to hate those excuses and say no to them. Number four, be proud and reward yourself for good efforts. If you see you had an amazing week, if you saw that you're holding yourself accountable, be proud. Wear that with pride. Talk about it with your loved ones. Hey, I said I was going to do this and I did it. Be proud of that. Embrace it and keep doing it. Uh, number five, be aware. So as I've mentioned many times throughout this podcast, awareness is so massive, so massive on bettering our lives and, 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 and seeing new results. So be aware every time you let something slide and be aware of those unwanted emotions and thoughts it brings. Have that awareness, have that heightened awareness on it. Number six, honor your word by prioritizing it over others that don't benefit you. If you're just doing things to hold your word to others to, to impress them, or if you realize that it might not be the most beneficial thing for you, honor your word first. Do what you said you're going to do, and then you can benefit others. And then you can do those other things that might not be as important, but honor your word for first. Become your own best friend. You know, it's so overlooked. You know, we're always trying to please others. We're always trying to impress other people, but let's start impressing ourselves. And that starts with honoring your word and being accountable to yourself. And finally, realize all this is common sense, but it is not common practice. It takes effort and it takes actions to, to do this stuff and energy. But honestly, It must be done to improve our lives. It must be done to create that amazing relationship with ourselves, to create that self-worth, to create that self-confidence. And I I can't praise this enough. I, I live by my word as best as I can. I'm not perfect. I slip up. But honestly, I try my absolute best. And all the stuff I talked about, I am absolutely implementing in my life every day, I promise you. And I promise you that it makes your life better. I'm a living example of this. I am a completely average person that is surrendering my average self by using all the stuff I'm talking about. I promise you, if you can do this, you will improve your life. So please hold yourself accountable. Be aware of the vocabulary you're using. Be aware of the interactions you're, 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 you're having with other people. Take action to not partake in that negative, heavy vocabulary. Use the proper tonality. Use uplifting, positive words. Be engaged in conversations. Have the awareness and take the necessary action and do your part to better your life through vocabulary and through self-talk and through accountability. And please take action every single day and you will, no doubt, surrender your average life. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day. See ya.